All right, everyone, welcome back to the Daniel and Mark show brought to you by Hardcore Head Start. Uh, the last episode we did was Raising Standards, so if you haven't seen that, please go back and watch it. It was a phenomenal one, if I do say so myself. We're here with Marky. Marky's had a haircut. He's looking phenomenal, if you ask me. How are you, how are you feeling? Good can you tell this is a home job or not really? <laughs> not actually, no, I can't. Okay, because I, I literally just did this before this call, so I've got got out the clippers, and I think what well, in Melbourne we've been in lockdown for for what is it is it the fourth week or is it the fifth week? Is I think the this will be the fourth week. We're going into the fourth. Yeah, week. yeah, yeah. So it didn't it didn't help my case that I probably should have got a haircut. I was due for a haircut just as we're going to lockdown, but I didn't get one. So now I feel like I'm seven or eight weeks overdue. So I just I just got to a point and I just thought, you know, hey, I'm gonna do it myself if it's really bad by the time we by the time we get out of lockdown I'll I'll just get another trim. Absolutely. Um, Funny enough, enough enough but Yeah. <laughs> this is also a home job. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a trend now, isn't it? This is a home job. I think two two or three days ago I, I decided not I'm shaving the sides. It's just I, it didn't look good it was just like a mini afro it's not great um yeah. so i started shaving the sides but i'm not proficient at it like i'm really not good at it so i did it and i honestly i i fucked up a little bit back here so i messaged mm. dylan i was like hey can you come and give me a hand because actually i messaged him hey have you got 30 seconds to come give me a hand real quick i i knew it was not a 30 second job i knew i'd fucked up yeah. i'll be honest with you <laughs> he walks in the first thing he says, he, he goes, what did you do? First of all, because he knows me. And then second of all, he starts laughing. I'm like, fuck, I thought I did an all right job. So he's fixed it all up and he's made me look nice and cute again. So yeah. happy days. But I, home job's the way. From, from, like, from the couple of times that I've, I've done my hair um, with the clippers, I've just learned, you know, you just kind of try to do it like 80, 90%. And then you just get a friend in to just like, get all the bits that you've missed like <laughs> absolutely it's the way to go it's a bloody way to go we were um we were talking just before the podcast and i told you hey don't tell me i want to hear it all about it on the potty because i think this is a very valuable topic for a lot of people you just said you yeah. cut your social media down to 10 minutes a day yeah so i i noticed that um i, I suppose both on android and apple these days, you can go into your app and quickly find out which uh, which apps are your top use apps. And I suppose, like, if you're on social media a lot, it probably looks like TikTok at the top and then <laughs> Instagram followed by maybe, like, YouTube or, or like, you know, uh, Google Chrome in my case because every two seconds when a question comes up, I just type it into Google. Like, yeah. I'm just a curious, curious motherfucker like that. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. That's the best characteristic. <laughs> How do I spread my toes? <laughs> <laughs> what? Nah, but look, 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 coming coming back to the topic of why I've cut back my social media. So I noticed that I, I was using probably Instagram about an hour and a half to two hours on a Monday and then every other day about an hour and a half. And to me, that just seemed like too much time because over the span, because you can change the setting to be seven days, right? So you got seven days and you've got your top three apps between YouTube, Instagram, and uh, what was it? And TikTok. I think I was I was spending about like 40 hours and I thought to myself, shit, like most people work 100 hour weeks. That's like, that's like a third, that's like a third of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. time that could be spent doing something else. So I really wanted to trim that back. And so me, me and Jenny sort of, as a just as a bit of a laugh we looked at both of our stats and you know we've reduced hers to like 30 or 40 minutes and mine to like 15 or 20 minutes mm. and it's not going to be like a forever thing right but the idea is to just trim back and see how you know if a it forces most interesting thing is it forces you to consider all right i've got 10 minutes whose who's stories am i actually going to look at because you can't mm. you can't look at all of them right and then the other side is you want to post your own stories um, and then reply to comments. So, uh, like for example, yesterday it was your birthday, right? By the way, happy birthday! <laughs> Cheers, boys. I'm an old uh, 24 now. 24 so, milestones. Yeah. Cheers. All the boys let me know that I'm uh, need a walking stick and all that kind of stuff. So that's good. Love that. 
how does it how does it feel to be 24 oh yeah i mean i'm not a i'm i'll be honest i'm not a birthday man oh i'm not really like a celebration man because i don't i just move on and yeah yay me <laughs> i didn't do much <laughs> i don't feel different from like 12 hours ago than when i was 23 like there isn't absolutely no difference so i don't really measure i was actually talking to um chrissy g about this i don't really measure um i don't know what the correct terminology there is but like life's achievements on age or anything like that so similar to like how we were speaking in a previous podcast about the social pressure normalities of what you should be able to do at this certain age i just don't look at an age of like oh, i should have this done i should have this done i should have this done oh, i should be here at this age um so it just it it's no longer important to me um yeah i, I just don't really care <laughs> but saying nah. that 20 24 and you know um for all intents and purposes retired from the nine to five pretty pretty happy so i i read something interesting right so like you know how a lot of uh, i think most people will use milestones in time say like new year's day as a you know, hey, this is the old me, this is the new me, or like what I didn't achieve last year, I want to achieve this year. I'm going to start, you know, from, from that, that milestone. But there's also this idea that a lot of people actually remember their previous birthdays or like say the first day of spring. And you reference that as a point of like, what was I doing at my birthday last year, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. So it can almost be like in you know, hey, I set out to do these things or these, there's still these things I want to work on. And, you know, when I turn 24, I'm going to sort of look back at that time and, and sort of reference and see like, hey, how far have I come the following year looking back at the previous year? I'm not saying like, no comment on whether it's healthy or not, but like, I think it was just interest, like an interesting article. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I actually have an interesting mm -hmm. question. Do you have any habits around like or something that you do every single like birthday so for me i'll preface every single birthday for the longest i can remember i have like thrown out like my wardrobe ev everything like that i can imagine like I, I try and be like as minimal as possible i just don't like a lot of possessions for some reason i just don't have a lot of things i like seeing nothing i like it really bare <laughs> um it's this Marie, Marie, you get marie kondo and like matt diavella on your shoulder just going hey minimalism <laughs> minimalism like <laughs> pretty much i just like everything in its place and just not a lot of stuff um but i just clean everything out um and i, I do that every birthday i was wondering if that's weird or if you do anything similar to that i think so I've, I've been told interesting, like, interestingly, like you brought that up and I think you're not alone in that. Um, whether, I mean, you're obviously aware of it. Some people probably do things without even sort of, you know, without actually processing or being intentional with, with the change, right? But they just happen to do things mm. like certain times of the year. Um, and like full disclosure, like I, I had, I sort of like, there was years where I'd go through like tough times, like mentally, like there'd be sort of like periods in the year where I'd kind of get into these habits or these routines where like I'd suddenly go really hard into a habit or like I'd try to sort of change my life or I'd sort of, you know, um, get really driven and ambitious. And Jenny said she notices there's certain periods in the year where it's like around my birthday or like um, the end of the year or our anniversary. And, and she, she notices that I'll either like, um gravitate towards being really ambitious or start like viewing life very negatively almost like in a self-deprecating way like you haven't achieved enough you need to do more and like you know in a like like an unhealthy sort of manner yeah. but um i think definitely like around my birthday i probably like do a bit of cleaning up like you but probably more so around like looking at like goals or like what I sort of want to do like it's a reminder subconscious mm. reminder of like hey you're getting older what have you done in the last 12 months i think yeah no i think that definitely makes sense um yeah that's why i kind of like the idea of not measuring things by like age uh, well it's obviously 
you, like we said, we're not going to speak about if it's healthy to look back in the previous year and be like, compare yourself. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's, I think it's necessary as well. How do you know you're improving, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be tangibly, tangibly like, for example, it doesn't have to be um, like you, I don't know. For me, like a, a massive step is leaving, like last job, uh, last birthday I had a job now I don't have a job this birthday so it's like okay that's a really really big step but Mm. it's not the important bit what the important bit to me is the amount of work I did previous to be able to get myself to that step Mm. that's really interesting what what I'd really want to know is so you've turned 24 what do you see changing in your life between now and your next birthday as in tangibly or just like I suppose based based on what is changing in your life at the moment like whether it's picking up a new habit or whether you're sort of focusing where your priorities lie where do you see like things potentially changing like next birthday like so if you've just mentioned an example you had a job on your 23rd birthday now your 24th birthday you don't have a job that's just one example and mm. like a fairly extreme one. <laughs> but do you, do you see like any sort of other potential things that you know has become like, has gone to the top of your priority that you feel like, you know, might result in something where you look back and go, oh, you know, I, I hadn't quite got there at 24, at 25, I feel like I've achieved or I've moved closer towards a goal. Yeah. Um, I think it's everything in my life at the moment a few things are in there, like their starting stages, like hardcore head starts in its starting stage. Um, I'd say kind of the fitness journey I'm on at the moment is in the starting stage. Um, relatively healthy for a decent amount of, uh, for all my life, but really going, you know, harder at it, um, paying more attention to it. It's in the yeah. starting phase. Um, so I'd say a few things like that where I just want to become a little bit more experienced and just progress every day. Like I want hardcore to move. Um, through its phases, uh, I want you know us in this podcast to move through its phases wherever that goes. Um, it's it's more of just be better at what I'm doing, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's no. um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it's well put. I mean, like on the topic of the podcast, the year from now we'll we would have had another fifty two podcasts released. So. Yeah. <laughs> So like that's ex- to me that's an exciting kind of representation of where our skills get. Yeah, you know, like if our skills can improve, like how many podcasts have we done so far? What, maybe ten? I'd say right, yeah, we're getting closer, closer a dozen, I think. Mm, around a dozen, so it's like from where we were at zero podcasts to now twelve is, yeah. in my opinion, a major dip, majorly different. Yeah. Like our ability to speak and, you know, hold a conversation and then go deeper in certain parts and create flow, et cetera, et cetera, um, is much better than when we started. So for me, the exciting part is to see where we're at 52 podcasts down the track, you know, and that's the similar thing to uh, what I was talking about previous is like the more important part is how did I actually get to that, you know, change? Uh, And if you do that, you eventually get change, but... Yeah, the big big things like tangible things like people were like, oh my god, that's a crazy one. Um, I know it's more of just more of the same and more of what I'm doing. Yeah, it's 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 almost I suppose a lot of things you mentioned might be harder to quantify, but it's it's kind of like okay, well, my speaking skills or my ability to you know talk on a podcast was here, but after twelve months it's here, but it's not like a, a, a milestone of a tick off uh, per se, right? It's kind yeah. of like, you know, you've, and, and I think it's awesome. Like we've, we're doing podcasts on both the Hardcore Head Start and on, you know, on the Daniel Mark show. So we're getting twice the exposure in terms of, you know, creating content and getting comfortable speaking on camera. I know like, even though I have had the Mark Melbourne TV and I'd created videos before, I was a little bit nervous, like, you know, trying to figure out how to speak on our podcast because I've, I've never done long form content, right? Mm. And a lot of this is unedited and we sort of just speak our mind and, you know, a lot of it is 
you know, listening to other person and trying to bring out some interesting conversations. And I think we've changed a lot since our first couple of conversations when we're trying to figure out how do we do this podcast thing? <laughs> <laughs> I remember first talking about it and it was like, like the reason we first started this was a, you know, skills and experience and stuff like that. But we also just wanted to, you know, get you in front of the camera again because we saw your ability when you're doing the Mark um, Melbourne, Melbourne TV, Melbourne TV stuff. Yeah. Like you were, you were phenomenal then. So it's like getting you back in front of the camera. It's a bit scary. And then I'm interested to know for you, how was it changed doing it with someone else this time? Because you don't just have to think about you. You don't have to like. I'm assuming, you know, you wrote your own scripts, read off, like seemingly read off a script and being able to kind of restart every time if you didn't get it right. Like, how does it, mm. how, how is it differentiated from, you know, working with someone, that someone being me in a podcast? Yeah, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd say the biggest benefit is uh, like when you're, I suppose one of the things when you're trying to build out anything on your own, right? whether it's sort of Instagram, Facebook, uh, YouTube channel, podcast, there's going to be a lot of, you know, I've, I've achieved something, I'm getting better at something, but then there's also doubt that comes in your mind. You're like, okay, things have slowed down a little bit. I'm not getting as many subscribers, maybe not in much, as much engagement. Maybe you look at the metrics and, you know, people sort of aren't watching as much and you start justifying to yourself why, things aren't working and, and like maybe there's that sort of doubt but when you do it with somebody else there's this accountability and whether you've got motivation to do it or not that week you will do it because you've got accountability to somebody else but you know it also makes it more fun because mm. you're not wearing the weight of you know the um you know a lot of the editing the post post-production stuff a lot of the titles thumbnails um actual process of editing the videos and having them uploaded onto anchor and spotify and you know youtube as you know like it takes it takes a bit of time doesn't it yeah oh absolutely it takes probably anywhere between uh, as is not heavily edited um, and a lot of it is just now that we've created templates for a few things um it's all right but it probably takes you know five to six hours across yeah, yeah. easily and like there's sort of posting and that's like lightly edited if we went into sort of you know cons like constantly sort of cutting up like b-roll clips and all sorts of like vlog related stuff that would take a long time so you kind of appreciate how much effort goes into those content creators who make youtube a full-time thing yeah man oh that's a that is a task man so something here's, a, here's an interesting point from um throughout the week uh, Sam, for the Hanging With Hardcore podcast uh, and the Inside Hardcore, Sam has been doing a phenomenal job. He's been doing all of the work. So everything you've seen on YouTube up until now, Sam has grinded his ass off to get all of that out. He's been doing such a great job. His skills from where he were to where he is now is amazing. His creativity is incredible, right? He's been doing all of that himself. But he came to us throughout the week and we decided that we're going to create a workflow to uh, separate some of the... Uh, uh, hours that he's putting in and someone else will uh, take a certain amount of those hours right and similar yeah. to what you're saying it's like in a startup or anything you're really kind of working towards it's that's the benefit of having a team is like you can push yourself to a certain place and then you can lean back on your friends uh, or the people you're working with I should say hey guys I'm putting this much in before I start getting frustrated and resenting the amount of work I'm doing can we work through a workflow to be able to, you know, create a system here that works for everyone? And Sam, yeah. you know, he did a phenomenal job of letting us all uh, creating the workflow with us and uh, teaching us what, how, where to go and how to go through things and et cetera, et cetera. And now, I'm, I mean, this is the first week we're doing it, but I, I'd say it's, yeah. you know, working a little bit better and everyone seems, um, Sam seems a, l a little bit less stressed because he's not having to focus on everything himself, which, you know, that's, that's the benefit of having a team, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, having like sharing the work uh, between the team members also means that you've got everyone equally invested into the work. So that you know, there's uh, you're, you're sort of play. You, you typically when you start, you'll play to people's strengths. 
So, you know, if you're good at something, that person will just put their hand up just to get it done. But then when you're able to share around workload and, you know, everyone has a basic foundation, foundational understanding of how the process is done and like all the things that are needed in order to make the content actually possible, the video editing, the video, the, you know, cutting the clips, uploading, and a lot of it isn't that complicated, but it's time consuming and, and somewhat mundane even for a content creator, right? Mm. So I think you're right, like sparing, like sharing the work around just means that, you know, everyone gets a bit of exposure and appreciation for what needs to go into it, but also being able to help somebody if they need to. And they don't always necessarily need the help, but it means that you're sort of all working on the on the same goals and you guys are sort of transparent on, you know, where where things are sort of you know maybe taking a toll on someone or where it's kind of like you know where someone wants to help but they don't know how yeah and i think like what we've been able to do is um create an environment here where it's that kind of hey let's work on a workflow to create kind of equal amount of hours put into something we've been able to create the environment where that lack of ego conversation is easy to have yeah. Um, and I think like a lot of times you see a startup, if you, you know, they always say don't work with your friends, et cetera, et cetera. But we've been to, you know, the boys at Hardcore, including you, we've been through a journey for, it's all different lengths, but, you know, Dylan started nine years ago, right? Yeah. So we've been working for that long together. It's like you put in so much work on similar topics and learn from the best and learn about a lot of things. It actually helps you understand that there are answers out there and once everyone understands those answers from the best people uh there's less kind of confusion about what the right thing is to do yeah so yeah. i think a lot of the problems come from like opinions yeah. right everyone has their own opinion but they haven't done the work to actually understand that there is a fucking answer yeah right learn yeah, from the true. learn from the best person in that field and the answer becomes obvious. And if everyone does that work, then you can't really go wrong because the answer's fucking obvious. Yeah. Right. I think I think that's I think that's a really good point. So let's say um, let's say you've got somebody who is you know they've they've got a process for how things are done, right? Let's use the example. Samir has been cutting up or, or like fine tuning the audio for the podcast. So. You would rely on the person who's got the most experience doing that thing at that current moment and see and understand their workflow and then if you have an opinion then you can build on it once you've tried it but you're right there's a lot of times where it's easy to kind of have an opinion without understanding the process yeah or having I, gone through the process yeah. yeah imagine like this is an example just an example for us right imagine Samo was doing he's been doing so much work with the podcast he's the experienced one he's the one putting everything behind it and doc just came in and went oh i think you should do it this way with and that no happens a lot it happens when startups I mean, not, all the not time. with us but no, yeah, it never happens with us but it happens in in a lot of other places a lot of other startups a lot of other relationships etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like how does that's what she doesn't that's yeah. not common sense you know what i mean it's if if you have put in the work and have the experience then you probably and sam is doing had the same amount of work and experience then your opinion is probably going to be the same mm. so it's like then you're do you, do you know what i'm saying does that make yeah, sense i think 100 percent it does Build, building on that i think if you have if, if someone has a, an opinion on how things should be done differently then or if you're going to shut down someone else's idea then you have to have a suggestion and then further to that you need to champion that suggestion and follow through and show what that suggestion looks like mm. um, and i think that's how you can overcome that automatic um you know sense of hey i want to share an opinion but i don't necessarily want to you know show the the feasibility or viability of actually going through with that you know suggestion mm. which means which normally means more work for somebody else right absolutely so, <laughs> and then, then you're just talking for the sake of fucking talking. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, how how is that beneficial to anyone? You know, and I think something that is so fantastic we've been able to do is that we've uh, through our development, um, 
uh, through hardcore, if we went through the actual hardcore uni, is we learnt from the best and we learnt all like kind of similar stuff, which means when it comes to like basic, I, I might be repeating myself here, but I want to make sure people understand this is when it comes to like, you know, high level or really basic ideas, the answers are already there. So there's no opinions needed. It's just that's the answer. Sweet. Yep. Let's go. We all work together. We all know the answer. We all understand it because, you know, we just get it done. And when it comes to something new that none of us have ever learned, if you put the time in, learn from the best, understand it, um, then, you know, you have authority over that, right? If someone else puts the time in and learns and comes up with a different conclusion, then you discuss and then you come up with whatever you think, you know, the team thinks works best, right? But a lot of people just share their opinion without actually putting the work, the time in and they learn from, you know, well, sometimes they learn from no one, you know, or they learn from someone who's, you know, a B class or a C class kind of person. And it's like, you, yeah. you need to make sure your opinion's backed <laughs> by something fucking tangible, like knowledge, for Christ's sake. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and I think what you, what you said kind of like somewhat relates to the, the idea of like high standards as well. Like, and I listened back to the short clip where you talked about, you know, sort of having your highest standards, sorry, your standards as high as possible. Right. And if you're going to have an opinion, then I think you have to be able to do what you're suggesting at a higher standard than what's already currently being done. If that mm. sort of makes sense, um, do you want to do you want to sort of speak uh, on on that again? Like, what what's your sort of take on on like setting your standards or or like where your standards should be? Yeah, um, st- standards. My personal standards, right, is always first of all ever improving because yeah, uh, yeah first of all they're always ever improving, and B, I'm never a hundred percent perfect every single time. It's not possible. I'm a human being, I fuck up, I make mistakes, it's simple. Third, I just simply try and be the best version and try to, you know, uh, actually say, uh, do what I say every single time. Yeah. Right, which means what I, you know, my standards are here, I try and reach these as many times as possible, um, sometimes I fall short, most times I don't. Uh, and I think that can be, you know, brought through in well everything you do. You know, from a good example we use here is uh, the detail cleaning. You know, detail cleaning. You can very simply, if you just got up there, you know, uh, clean the bench. Majority of like C D class people will just wipe the bench like this, right? Mm. To have your standard tire means scrub that bitch. Mm. Make that shit is ten times better than uh, when you first saw it leave it better than um, than it started stuff like that so uh, yeah I think I think look, I, I've, I've seen um, the reason why I bring it up is uh, since since our last podcast with um, yeah since our last podcast with Johnny boy I've noticed like I don't know if I'm imagining it but like I feel like you know that's inspired a lot of the guys and like um, or maybe it's just a change is coming like uh, between like us within Hardcore Head. So I feel like everyone's kind of, you know, getting up a bit earlier. Everyone's kind of doing a bit more physical work. Everyone's kind of setting the standard higher because we're talking about standards. And it's this kind of being what you're talking about. And I've, I've personally noticed with you, right? And I'm sure a lot of these habits you've already created over in time, but things like, you know, you, you're looking for ways to improve stuff. So for like example, on Instagram, you've got the, the link tray and then you've got, you know, your appointments at seven, eight, nine, ten for people who want to sort of book in and talk to you about investing. And that's like, that's a pretty high standard, right? Like you're getting up earlier, you're offering these sessions, but you're also making people value their time because they have to be a little bit uncomfortable to get up early and, you know, commit to sort of learning as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think the physical side, you've been doing more runs. Yeah. Um, do you want to sort of talk talk about that a bit, maybe? Yeah, I mean, you're not crazy. Like the 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 matter of the fact is that Johnny Boy, you listen to that podcast, he gives you a kick in the ass. Mm. I'm not less of a man to be able to admit that. You know, maybe I, I felt like I was slacking a little bit. I don't know what it was, but 
the minute I listened to that, or well, I was actually talking to Johnny Boy, and it, you know, we also did our podcast plus the hardcore podcast with Johnny that's um, coming out soon. Oh, we're yeah. dropping it next Sunday, so that's fine. It'll already out. The hardcore, <laughs> it'll already out. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a kick in the ass, man. Hmm. You know, and there's something that sticks with me that we said in the the hardcore podcast with Johnny is Johnny Boy scares us. Simple. <laughs> I'm, I'm man enough to admit the fact that he scares us. His standards are so damn high, especially mm. physically uh, and mentally speaking as well. He he is a savage, right? He's an he's, he's an Aussie Goggins, real life accessible Goggins to us. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So if it doesn't give you a kick in the ass, you obviously didn't listen to it properly. It didn't give you, it, it didn't help you understand it. And maybe it's me just coming into myself as well a little bit and you know perfect timing around my birthday mm. um i you know like i said age is not just something uh, not a metric i really try and live by but you know there are those fuck i'm now 24 let's get going again mm. you know that always happens what we were speaking before so it's um yeah. perfect amount of events and shit i tell you what I, I honestly i don't think i've been motivated this this much since like the grind since like working like ridiculous amount of hours just pouring sweat and tears and i haven't been this motivated since that podcast so yeah i'm feeling fucking feeling good man i'm feeling amazing but yeah the runs yeah um i'm only be doing 4k and we've said on this podcast i've done a 20k right so it's not that impressive but yeah um 4k every day uh not necessarily trying to beat my own personal time just trying to make sure i get the reps in i want to put the kilometers in the legs um eventually i'll start with habit now yeah yeah eventually i'll start working on a metric of time um and trying to beat that but i'm currently running a 4k in like i think my best time is like 5 14 as an average kilometer yeah Um, kilometers per minute yeah so it's um yeah it's it's good it sucks I don't really enjoy it. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan. Um, <laughs> well, but, yeah. you know what? Look, to touch on that, I think while it's really impressive to go, oh, I'm going to fucking smash out 20, 20 Ks, right? I suppose another goal would be like, um, I'm going to do 3 Ks, which is roughly like 20 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever, right? And you do that every single day for 365 days. Like they're different things. They're both equally impressive, but one requires patience discipline and sort of doing it when you don't have motivation either yeah so different type of goals right yeah i agree like yesterday obviously was a birthday we ate like shit last night well we didn't eat crazy we ate nando's and cake and stuff like that and like i slept in a little bit this morning um just because that kind of big gluttonous meal made me tired <laughs> so i got how up, bad is it oh, when you're when oh. you're, you've been eating healthy mm. it's usually not a problem but if you've been eating clean and yeah. then you have one big meal yeah. yeah but i knew i knew um i'm not gonna i'm not running tomorrow because i'm gonna go and um uh, yeah I've, I've got stuff to do today that's gonna wear me out um and i'm gonna be up relatively later uh so I'm, I'm not running tomorrow, which means, you know, I had to make sure I get my run in today, do a little bit of recovery, get a decent amount of work in because yeah. if you're giving yourself that day off, then you, you got to make sure you get it in. Even if it's just you ate a little bit worse, that's not really a reason. I spoke about on my Instagram stories um, today of, of a story with David Goggins where he's running down the street. Uh, just as he normally does, shirt off, ripped, shredded, uh, and it's thunderstorms, basically lightning. There's no one else in the world who would think about running on that day, right? Yeah. And this car drives past him, does another, drives past him, doesn't stop, does a circle of the block, drives past him again, but this time rolls down the window and screams out to him. He goes, dude, what are you doing out here? You know, these are miserable conditions. Like, why are you running? Are you okay? Gogan says yeah. this line. He goes, I'm out here because you're not. <laughs> that, that was a story I shared on my Instagram story and it's pissing down outside today. Um, yeah. And I was like, I'm getting after it again. So yeah, that's a little story that's, for people. <laughs> love it. I love it. I Speaking of Goggins, like I think 
the other thing that's kind of like inspired me over sort of the the last two weeks since Johnny's podcast is um, also just finishing like the Goggins audio book for the first time. Oh yeah, so, can't hurt me. Can't hurt me. Absolute like Rupa. I think it's Monster. it's definitely if you haven't if you got Audible, you know buy a copy. If you don't buy the book, whatever, just go through it. Um, I think one thing I do really like about the Audible that's probably not mentioned or I haven't heard yet is there's the narrating, but then there's also David Goggins giving his thoughts, the commentary afterwards about you know that that particular section, which is really yeah. interesting way to do things. That's a very unique type of book. I haven't heard uh, a book done like that before as well. Um, I like imagine imagine that with imagine that with the invented wisdom. Was it in, Investing wisdom or invented uh, wonder by Jeff Bezos. Invented wonder, yeah. Imagine that, like that would be cool. Phenomenal. So, do you want to tell, let the guys know what uh, what that is about? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Inventing wonder is a book uh, by Jeff Bezos. It's a collective writing of all of his um, uh, audio podcasts he's done. Not necessarily podcasts, but like seminars. Uh, presentations, uh, annual reports, all that kind of crap. Everything. Yeah. It's a collective writing. Everything is in there um, from his view, and it's it is phenomenal. <laughs> if that like uh, that was another thing I read that Jeff Bezos, CEO of um, well now executive chair of, of Amazon, like yeah. dude, standards are way way higher than everyone else in the world. So it's, it's funny how things kind of just accumulate and then allow you to go next level. And that's what we talk about, like top five heroes is like using these people to take you to the next level. Yeah. And yeah. I think the important, important thing to know is like a lot of this starts with small steps. So remember in the last podcast, I told you about how I'm trying to get up 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. So I've been doing that for two weeks now. I've, I've, talked about the idea to jenny and she's taken it on board and she's been doing it for a whole week mm-hmm. so every morning she does a set of push-ups a set of sit-ups takes a break uh, rinse repeat so it's 10 minutes of exercise 10 minutes of meditation and then 10 minutes of just getting ready for the day and even she's starting to notice the change um and it's just like those small incremental things um whereas like if you asked me three months ago like how did, how would you how would you feel on a scale of one to ten, trying to get up at seven o'clock every day? I'd probably put that up as an eight or nine, and that's like me being like an absolute pussy, you know. <laughs> but but honestly, you just have to reverse engineer and go. All right, what is so hard about waking up early? Mm. And for me, it was my body's really groggy and my decision-making ability is terrible in the morning but if i could biohack myself which is like doing exercise in the morning your body gets cues for how you're doing exercise you're moving your body remembers the next day and it actually gets pretty easy right mm. no that's um dude it's awesome to hear that you're are you finding it as hard uh, it's pretty easy, easy now. now like yeah really easy yeah i mean it's two weeks I, i'd say like another two weeks of it and it will just be sort of like you know sort of second nature Mm. um but yeah massive game changer when you get your heart racing straight away and then you know you sort of relax and you know you've got time to sort of make uh like i've been doing hot water lemon tea Mm. like straight away first thing in the morning on an empty stomach and you know usually i have an extra half an hour to go for a walk as well so by the time I start my day, I actually feel good now compared to sort of going Rock through rushing. the day until like 11 o'clock. Yeah, and yeah. then sort of still feeling groggy, you know? Yeah, so yeah. No, life, th- I imagine if more people just started, right? Yeah. Imagine you thought, oh, I don't really want to do this, et cetera, et cetera. And another two weeks, like we're at this position now, two weeks have gone past, you still didn't do anything, you still feel groggy. Mm-hmm. Like you've made a decent change in your life where now things are becoming easier. You're getting more time back, which means you can put more work in, get to a next level even faster, you know? And I'm not sure if it's your plan to work backwards to um, like 6 a.m. or something like that um, yeah. eventually, if that's your plan. But like you get, 
What were you waking up at 7.30, 8 o'clock? Before this? Or? Yeah, before this. Uh, maybe like 8.45 sometimes. 8.45, right. So <laughs> you already get, you know, an Extra hour and 45 hour. minutes or an yeah. hour back in your day now. If you can continuously yeah. take those small steps and work backwards, you get an extra two to three hours in your day. Yeah. Two to well, three this, hours of work is a lot of fucking value you can put in. There's a big flow on effect too because I'm not, I'm, I'm excited about going to bed now. Mm. Instead of trying to, you know, a few months ago, I was sitting there trying to squeeze out like as much social time, as much like, you know, YouTube, watch another clip, try to look at a few more charts. Yeah. read twitter or whatever and that would you know roll over but now i start the routine for the morning early it means that i'm tired at night and i'm not trying to get things done in the evening i'm using that time as space to get ready for bed yeah the, 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 if anyone thinks they can be as productive you know at night than they can you know in the morning or you know during the day they're lying to themselves mm-hmm. simply well uh maybe that's a bit harsh because some people are night owls fair enough yeah there's very maybe a very subset of people who can do that, but for yeah, the, I'd but say for the majority. Yeah, and and I suppose the other side of that too is you have to be consistent, right? If you're a night person, then you have to be always working those hours when you're at night, mm. and you know it, the equivalent of a night person. Let's say if someone someone's working hours are like, you know, two p.m. to two a.m. Right, then that means from two a.m. I'm sorry, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., they have to be super productive, like straight away when you first wake up. And you got to ask yourself, are you productive during those hours? Mm. Um, but yeah, I guess it can come down to output too. Yeah, the reason I say the majority are the, you know, try and start getting up earlier and you're not productive in the night is it's kind of working through the night's relatively counterintuitive to your circadian rhythm, right? True, 100%. So in my head science says what if even that person created a habit where they could start you know flip their body for a month they just slept and then started waking up earlier i feel like they might be more productive yeah and i want to note for all the people out there i'm not a doctor and there's no fucking science (laughs) it's just for some reason in my head i'm like i feel like circadian rhythm is considerably more important um or yeah yeah. Well, look, going going back to going back to three hundred years before there was electricity, right? People would literally have to once the sun goes down, that's it, no more work, right? And I suppose with the invention of electricity, you know, thanks Albert Einstein or whoever fucking gave us this. Albert this Einstein. Great... <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> uh, no, it was be it was before Albert Einstein, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, we had some technical difficulties there. Uh, the uh, inventor of electricity, whoever he is, has decided to destroy my computer. But uh, we're back. So um, we're going to move on from the fact that we actually don't know who invented electricity anymore. And Google says it. It was, it was Edison or Nikola Tesla, but we don't know. And, right. and to my credit, they were born roughly the same time, 1858. 18- could have been any one of them so. could have been either could have been either on, on a serious note like we've only had electricity for 150 years isn't that like somewhat like fascinating somewhat fa- it's insane yeah it's crazy we've been think- doing this like civilized world thing for hmm. so such a short amount of time in comparison to you know how how long you know, small tribes were around, et cetera, et cetera. You know, mm. like that way of living is still primarily built into us. And this is, I feel like this is not, this is not, uh, this is still very confusing to our, to our, maybe our genes and our evolution and all that kind of stuff. But again, not yeah. a scientist, not a doctor. <laughs> and I suppose like, look, building on that, like we've, we've got, we've got social media that's been around maybe like 12 or 13 years we've we've had the internet that's been around 20 a little over you know 20 to 30 years and in the scheme of things like they haven't been around that long so we're still trying to figure out where these 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 things can be tools or where they can be sort of you know problems for people Mm. so yeah i think people are trying to do that on a business level and people are trying to do it personally as well right like yeah 
tying it back into like your social media use and uh, something I struggle with uh, previously with social media use as well uh, is, you know, people are trying to, well, the phone itself is a tool. Something I'm really big yeah. on people, helping people understand is this thing is amazing. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. If people knew how to use it efficiently, they can do a lot of good things, but you know, we're still trying to work out whether to use it for a tool or whether to use it just for entertainment. Same as businesses. They're trying to work best optimize it for entertainment or, or um, business, right? Can, can I can I share with you an example of where technology, the intersect of where it's useful and where it's not useful is for Please. me? So like, Please. Uh, an, ex- an example is looking up, um, for example, who created electricity, like just then, right? Being able to Google that and find that piece of information so you understand, you know, that that fact, right? But where it's not useful is like, for example, this morning I had an uh, email direct marketing thing from JB Hi-Fi saying, hey, look at these scales, they're on sale, whatever, right? And the thing that got me was it shows body mass and, and body fat and whatever. So then I started looking into the warrants of this and whether it's got any sort of validity in it and if it's accurate and whatnot. But then I spent an hour almost just looking up the product and whether it was good or not and people's opinions on it. And after the hour, I was just like, Dude, I've just I've just ruined like my morning. Like, why am I even on this? Like, that's that's an example of where I get undone by technology sometimes. So yeah, depends on your personality too. Yeah, I think the ability to do that though is great. Right, yeah. to be able to actually research that thing. But yeah, I mean, there's always that question of like those ads. And I'm sure you'd understand this because you work on the field. Those ads are so well targeted. Like you yeah. getting up early, starting your kind of like more health journey. I guarantee you it's also very, very targeted towards that somehow. Yeah. It's um it's interesting. It's interesting. But it works. And the world we live in, you know, it uh runs on who can market the best. Hmm. Who can extract well, time, I, I think like time time is a big commodity and like you just need to sort of be aware um of where your time's actually going and until you hmm. actually measure it sometimes you don't have that awareness and i think that's why going back to what i said at the start of the video having uh, the ability to track your phone usage and which apps you're using and the percentage and the actual time over seven days it's like the same as you tracking the kilometers that you're putting in on your runs yeah so i think that's a powerful change and it's only a feature i've noticed in the last two years i feel like i didn't really see that feature on iphones or on android no, you're right. I, I haven't noticed the previous to probably the last couple of years. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, people people don't look long-term enough to realize that, well, everyone, when you ask them the question, knows that time is uh, not infinite and it, your time is up eventually. But uh, no one really kind of puts in the correct action to that corresponds with that, right? Yeah, and... I think that that reminded me of Goggins when he goes, I, I think it was Goggins. He goes like at at the, you know, as you're sort of going into heaven and, and God looks at your expectations of like, you know, did you achieve what you were meant to achieve? And this could have been you, but you actually just, you know, you fell short of it, right? You want to know that you've uncovered every stone possible that you could have uncovered. Hmm. And I think like that's, yeah, I think I think that's a pretty powerful message of, you know, being able to do, more than you you think you can even expect from yourself by constantly setting the bar higher yeah that's a ripper story that's a ripper. Mm. do you remember the story because i literally heard Roughly. it yesterday because yeah, I, I, I reckon you'll do a better job but yeah so when 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 goggins you know eventually somehow if he ever does actually die i don't know if it's possible but um <laughs> with with that man himself but when goggins eventually you know bites the bullet uh, he he has this kind of idea of you know God. He believes in God and um, that kind of uh, way of life is he's going to be in front of a person, and a person is going to hand him a piece of paper, right? And this piece of pa- piece of paper, it has um, his name on it, right? But it has all of these incredible achievements that the real Delver Goggins has actually done. 
right? So I should preface a little bit better. David Goggins was 279 or 97 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, big boy. 140 kgs, roughly. Big boy, right? And um, at that point, he says, if he actually died when he was 140 kilos, he would go in front of his maker, whoever that is, uh, and they would hand him a piece of paper that had his name at the top and all of these incredible achievements, like uh, competing in three hell weeks in one year, finishing two of them. Um, the other one, a guy died on and he didn't finish it. So I wouldn't be upset about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's running multiple ultra marathons. You know, he's uh, all, all of these crazy things. Uh, it has all these achievements written down on this piece of paper with his name at the top. And Dave Gong's, you know, as that fat person, if he died then, he goes, hey, this name is right, but these achievements of what happened in his life are not mine. And his maker says, but that was your potential. That's what you could have been. Damn. Shit. <laughs> pretty, pretty deep, if you ask me. So yeah. Dave Goggins is that kind of person uh, who is trying to, you know, when he meets his maker, he's done everything possible so that when they hand him that piece of paper they go god damn <laughs> we didn't have a we didn't have a piece of paper long enough to write down everything you've actually done i, th I think there's a little chicken tongue after that he goes you know so you know are you in heaven or are you in, like are yeah, you really yeah, in heaven yeah. then like yeah, after? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, it's it's a powerful message and it can apply to anyone like regardless of where you're, you know, you're, where you stand with religion and whether you believe or you don't believe, where your faith is. Um, I think you can imagine yourself at the end of your life and if somebody, you know, was able to show you what you could have been versus mm. what you actually achieved, would you have a life of, would you be regretful at that point? And mm. what if you could change that now, you know, with that sort of mentality? Yeah, and bringing like all of this stuff is full circle is we were talking about, you know, for yourself, you've been able to last two weeks to, you know, just small things, wake up half an hour earlier. If you didn't yeah. do that, you didn't start that, you wouldn't be in the position you are now and you wouldn't be in the position to progress through that. Yeah. Right. And the other, other thing we've done too is um, like Jenny's, Jenny's done uh, six runs this past week. That's phenomenal. So, <laughs> it's insane right and like to her credit you know she's she's really been patient with it because it's quite a big change for her right like we were sort of doing boxing but it's using different muscles and we're doing it every single day and you know when i said we're going to run for five days or like so we only planned to do five but we did six she wasn't comfortable with that idea right when i first said it but as I said to her and I explained to her that we're going to build up to it but then build down, right? And we're going to do this each week. The intensity builds up where Thursday is our like our most difficult day in the entire week. Like we make it like extra, extra difficult. And then it starts winding down to the Saturday. And Saturday is almost like an active recovery day. And then a Sunday is a full rest day. We don't do anything. So what Monday are you actually starts, doing? Uh, like distance wise or like uh, oh yeah like like how are you building up and how are you building down yeah so uh, on a Monday we're, we're pretty much at 70% workout so we'll go for about a 4 or 5 kilometer run come back do boxing and that would be a Monday on a Tuesday we're building up to 80% so we're basically doing uh, a jog again about six, 5 to 6 kilometers Come we come back we do boxing, but then we also do high intensity interval training. So that's like jump squats, burpees, um, push ups, and like that sort of uh, forty five seconds. Sorry, yeah, forty five seconds on, twenty seconds off. But you keep doing that, and it really gets your heart rate up. Yep. Um, so we'll do that, and then on a Wednesday, it will be back down to seventy percent. So we're sort of dropping the intensity again, and then on a Thursday we'll be doing. We did. Uh, I think it was a. 13 kilometer run 13 kilometer run came back did boxing for like 15 to 20 minutes got manjot's bakery delivery so that was like a little interruption but we didn't eat we just we just picked it up and then and then we that did out. sparring for like 
we did sparring for like 20 to 30 minutes which was just like um body contact like no head um but yeah we were fucking spent dude we were so spent on that that's thursday. a lot man that thursday's intense <laughs> bro and then friday kind of winds down a bit it's just like a, a 4k run but a quicker pace yeah and then saturday again was like 4ks but just slow pace and then sunday we didn't do anything so your jogs your jogs you're really just you're just jogging you're just chilling just getting the kilometers done yeah 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 nice all right cool 30 oh that's sick but yeah i think she clocked in 35ks this week that's amazing which is insane yeah that's like what was she doing previous zero two two weeks ago we did two two k's and she had to take a break so i think like (laughs) that's we've been on and off but we've it's been incredible what we've been able to achieve in two weeks yeah i mean far out if people only knew their potential jenny good job jennifer good job i know you're listening we're out of your mind keep going keep going become a fitness influencer at this rate bloody hell <laughs> nah, it's been good that's amazing it's dude i love that like two weeks ago could only run two kilometers terrified of the thought of running and now y'all are getting shredded so <laughs> has jenny spoken maybe about her kind of limitations um or expanding her mind a little bit of like wow i can actually do a hell of a lot more than i thought it was just me kind of limiting myself she's spoken about that at all yeah the the biggest one was the very first so we run around the maribyrnong river like Mm -hmm. uh, before there was the lockdowns and the very first time she was able to run the entire because our goal which we set because i said to her she'll be able to do this in like six weeks right but she wanted like a whole year because at, at that point in time, her fitness, she felt like she needed a year to be able to run around the Maribyrnong without taking a break. And that was, to give context, five and a half kilometers for the track. So in my mind, I didn't think it would take a year. And I, I said there, look, we'll, we'll compromise. We'll do 12 weeks, right? She t- she achieved that in, I think, six weeks. So she did hit, hit it in the six weeks, which I projected. Hmm. And then the following week we did two laps dude and i and i and and i asked her do you think your fitness doubled since the week before and that's when like her mind kind of realized all right she's she there's a lot of self-imposed sort of um you know limitations on what she can actually do but one thing I'm, i'm obsessed with now is anyone i'm working with who has their bar a bit too low and i and i think they've got more potential I literally say, how far do you think you can go? And then I make them go just a little bit further than that. And then Every I'm time. Like, You've just cracked it. All right, well, when you do that a few times, build up their confidence and then you set the real fucking goals, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's people start, start thinking some crazy shit. They're like, I can do everything and anything. And then that's when you get them. I mean, that's I think, I think, <laughs> I think that's where, I think that's where Johnny sort of started, right? Like he would have had these sort of goals just a little bit further, just a little bit further. But he's like bars so high now. Yeah, and well, he I just takes it to the extreme. Yeah, exactly. When I started these running, bloody Johnny Boy messaged me. He goes, "Mate, you're doing all right. Good job." I started doing this as well. Great work. I was like, "Fuck, Johnny, <laughs> leave me alone, bro." <laughs> There's only one person that couldn't have messaged me. It's like made me feel like a bitch. It was Johnny Boy. He's like, "Oh, you're doing a great job, man." I was like, "Fuck, man, come on." <laughs> I was just trying to work, but no, it, it was, um, he was just saying, uh, it was actually a really good message. He was sending, he, he was letting us know that like, this is how he started, you know, just yeah. get the uh, kilometers in the legs, um, mm. start with those, you know, that four or five kilometer mark and then just consistently do it. And then you'll realize you, you know, you, mm. you can start running a hell of a lot more. It's just about putting in every day regardless. Yeah. Uh, I read something interesting where, it was just on a forum and from the more experienced sort of like ultra marathon runners they had sort of talked about running slower so you can run faster so it's this idea that your body's not used to running those distances so it's counterproductive to try to pick up the pace unless that's what you're going for yeah unless you're only ever going to run 5ks and you want to build up that time 
then you should be taking a slower pace and going further and like just getting those reps in and doing them more regularly so your body and all of the sort of you know small muscle groups the stabilizer muscles everything around your ankles knees hips all catches up yeah but no one knows what it feels like to just run for two and a half hours <laughs> you do <laughs> well, yeah. but everyone's like everyone for some reason they just think oh, this this is not a this is a serious thing every time you hear a marathon in your head does that feel unachievable 100 it does for you all right maybe oh, no no just... no sorry 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 let me <laughs> i thought it was unachievable before i started actually regularly running right so my anchor point was i once ran 10ks in year eight right when i was 15 so my brain wasn't fully mature yet and i struggled and i got that and then that was like okay that's the furthest i can ever go maybe a little bit further right but now that i'm regularly running the difference the how quickly you improve makes you realize you can do 100ks if you want to you just need to put in the reps yeah exactly well i i know a lot of people that i, I swear to you they're like I That's could do a marathon. marathon. I could no. I could do a marathon. Oh, yeah. I'm like, all right. First of all, that's you know, let's let's remove the fact of, you know, the limitations from your mind and put. Let's enter the conversation of a little bit of realistic views, because it needs yeah. to it needs to also be a part of it. If you believe, right, that you're zero running, zero running, you're no fitness at all, you don't work out, and you're just going to go out and run a marathon. It can be done. It, it absolutely can be done. But boy, you in a world of hurt. Your mind is not going to make it that far. No, All right? No not a hope in hell, but people have that kind of, for some reason, that ego thing of like, oh, I can run a marathon. Because they put it through as that word marathon, they don't realize that it's 42 bloody kilometers and it would take four to five hours of running. When was the last time? You don't even work for four to five hours a day actually productive most stuff we most, people run? Can't, most people can't hold their focus for 40 minutes i know we're well, gonna <laughs> run you know how much focus you need to run for five hours hmm. you start getting one little thought that creeps in and goes oh i think i might stop you are done gg man far out but that's you know it, it absolutely can be done limitations etc et but realistically people need to understand where they're at be self-aware and go all right maybe i'll start and build up to that and I'll get it done. Unless you're, have got the mind of a Johnny Boy and David Goggins and that kind of stuff. Mm. You can just go out and do it. And then like, I want a message for, you know, if you're listening to this, you're on the more, you know, your fitness is, um, you're more leaning towards a person that's kind of sitting around and not really done any exercise, but you, you're inspired, you want to start running. Aim for, you know, sort of something, aim for like 15 to 20 minutes of exercise and just getting the reps. Don't worry if you don't think you can run two kilometers or whatever, right? You're, you're going to initially start with the jog, break, jog, break, jog, break. Keep doing that. Get the reps in. Make it a, a, a routine, right? And you will get to a point where you'll be running more than you are resting and then you'll be able to, once you achieve the 2Ks, it's just repeating that process, I think. Mm. Get that. I think 20 minutes is a good thing. Get that minimum of 20 minutes because I think that's where um, the science says uh, it's... Your you know, really, gets to yeah, yeah, you get to that point where it's actually really, really good for you and you, um, et cetera, et cetera. So, but uh, yeah, no, people just need to start. Get on it. Fuck, <laughs> man. Just do some shit, bro. Fuck. Any, anything you've got in your life, like any, anything, be self-aware enough... Or if someone's been telling you, you know, there's a there's a certain part of your life that you're just not good at, fix the shit. Hmm. Find people who are better than you at it. They're the best in their field at it, and learn from them. And hmm. that's and I, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I love I love your message around like you know, do something until you learn to love it, right? Like read until you learn to love it, run until you learn to rub, you know, until you love it, and you know, sort of push yourself, you know, take a break, push yourself, but have it as a process where you give it enough time that you can learn to see the positives in it. I think most people, you know, 
want to do things but they don't stick at it long enough to know whether you know it can be something that they can learn to appreciate the process for. Mm. with running like one that comes to my mind is everyone likes to go and walk and see beautiful views right mm. so start walking more often and go and see those beautiful views then you turn that into a longer walk and a much longer walk and then you turn it into a slight jog and then a run and then etc etc and then you're doing you know 20 k's in this beautiful scenic view and now you're shredded so it is what yeah, it is I, I think that's probably a good place to end it on i i reckon if you are like most people in melbourne right you're in a lockdown you're spending a lot of time indoors now because of you know because of, of the lockdown get out and use that time to you know be active walk and just have more as as much time as you can outdoors so you can kind of balance out that all that time spent inside i think mm. yeah cool. um as always marky and i don't have a plan when we start we go wherever we want we enjoy the conversation and it always seems to be fun today we had a little bit of technical difficulties which was unfortunate but um hopefully the editing is sufficient so it doesn't make it weird for you guys if you make it this far, we appreciate you. Thank you. Hope it was valuable. And Marky, you got anything? Always good to be on, Doc. And yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. You know, follow us on Spotify if that's the way you listen. And we'll be back next week, Sunday. That's it. That's it. Back her up. Back her up.